Welcome to the Find Your Voice podcast, a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life, your community, and the world. I'm your host, Allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. As part of our effort to serve you as a writer, one thing we know we need to do is serve you as a reader too. Reading a diverse group of writers is one of the fastest and most effective ways to grow your skill set as a writer. Not to mention, the more we hear about how other books have impacted the lives of those who have stumbled across them, the more motivated we tend to feel to put our own words on paper without worrying too much about how many people are going to read them. On these book review episodes, you'll hear about books that are both popular and obscure, books that are written for someone exactly like you, as well as books that were written for a very different audience, but that you'll likely find helpful, transformative, and even applicable to your life. You'll hear about authors you might never have heard of if not for this podcast, and you'll be shocked at the kind of impact even a quote unknown writer can have on the world. We hope it inspires you to read more, write more, and to believe in the power of your words to change the world. Never wonder again where your next favorite book is going to come from. This is your one-stop shop for great recommendations, honest reviews, and the next great book you're not going to want to miss adding to your shelf. On today's episode of Find Your Voice Book Reviews, I talk to Amy Brown, who's going to tell you about a book that's perfect for anyone who has ever had a hard time figuring themselves out or figuring out someone they love. Or let me add this, if you've ever heard people talk about something called the Enneagram, and you have no clue what they're talking about. They're saying all kinds of words and numbers that you don't understand. If you want to know more, this is the book for you. Amy tells us how this book and the Enneagram helped her to navigate a more than usual stressful time. And I know this book has done the same for me, so I'm going to double recommend this book. If you find yourself ever confused by your own behavior, confused by the behavior of someone in your life that you love, or wondering what it would look like if you were the healthiest version of yourself, That's what this book and today's interview explores. Listen to the episode, hear Amy's take, and then I hope you'll grab your own copy of the book from the link in the show notes. Either way, enjoy this interview about The Road Back to You by Ian Cron and Susan Stabile. Hi, Amy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for chatting with us about a book you love. Yes, it was hard to pick. (laughs) I'm sure it always is, especially for writers and readers. We always have a thousand favorites. But why don't you tell us what the title is of the book you chose and in a few sentences, what is it about? Okay. The book I chose was The Road Back to You, An Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery. Oh, I love it. I'm so glad Ian Cron, Crone, Cron, I'm not sure how exactly to say it. But it's also by Suzanne stable or stable uh, stable I said in both times yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is Ian's a friend from Nashville like a, um, 
you know, a loose friend in our same group of friends there. And I've heard him say Suzanne's name so many times that I know how to say Suzanne's name, but he never says his own last name. So <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. say his. Right. Anyway, right. a great book. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what it's about. Well, it is about the Enneagram, which is a, when I first read it, I was like, okay, is this a personality test? What exactly is it? But it's really kind of a personality type but it's not like characteristics of a personality. It's more like how you view the world and how you process information. It's a journey of self-discovery. And one of the things they said in the book was it helps you develop self-knowledge. You can understand how you process and it kind of helps you become more of how you're made to be. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a great description. And I would say one of the great things I love about this book is the personality profile of the Enneagram is pretty complicated. And this book is a really nice introduction for someone who's interested, but doesn't necessarily want to read the textbook that's called the wisdom of the Enneagram. <laughs> right. It's, it's so clearly written and it was just a very approachable book for this subject. Awesome. Tell us about your introduction to the book. How did you come across it and what was happening in your life when this book found you? Well, I can't remember how I came across it. I may have heard him speak on a podcast and I love books like this. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try. And what was happening in my life at the time, my life is very busy and complicated. I have six children and three are adopted and three are biological. And two of my children have special needs. And at the time I found this book, I had all these like sticky things going on. Um, my husband and I's parents were ailing and sick. My teenagers and young adults were leaving the home. And it just seemed really like a more stressful than normal time. My life is always stressful, but I felt like I was, I felt like I was more stressed and more irritable and angry than I'd ever been. And I kept thinking, oh, maybe I just need to be more organized or maybe I'm, but I'm an organized person already. You have to be when you have this big of a family. It's called organized chaos, usually. <laughs> but I just felt like there was something sticky in me, and I didn't know what it was. So I started reading this book. There are nine types, and I was initially disappointed on the type I was because it's the helper. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask you what your type is. You're a type two. I wanted to be something way more exciting than a two. <laughs> <laughs> We need twos though. Twos are so lovely and wonderful. Well, I, I had this funny text conversation with a friend of mine. We're both twos. And we were like, why can't we be the enthusiast? Why can't we be the fun person <laughs> who stays up late and is not in the kitchen washing dishes? <laughs> so, so anyway, I found out that I was a two, which is the helper. So the first thing I did was after I got over my disappointment was identify strongly with all the positive things about the two. <laughs> and one of the things, you know, twos are very helpful. They're very compassionate, empathetic. They can read a room well. They always go to the person who needs help. And those are things that are true about me. But the great thing about this book is he ex describes what your number is. And then he'll say, okay, here's a healthy two. Here's a middle of the road two. And here's an unhealthy two. So I'm not an, un I was not an unhealthy two, but I started to realize I was a middle of the road two. And I guess I would say that twos, what they need the most is to feel loved. And their fear is they won't be worthy of love. And so it got me thinking about where I was in my life with all these kids and sick parents and 
why I was feeling so irritated and angry. And it kind of led me on a journey that helped me figure out how to become a healthier too. I love that. I have found the Enneagram to be so helpful to understand the warning signs for my own type when I'm moving into stress or moving into unhealth, and then also to understand those signs for the other people in my life too. It's just so helpful to understand what motivates a person Oh, that's and it kind of how another person operates in the world. And that might be completely different from how I operate. It helps explain the behavior that used to me, you know, 10 years ago for me used to be like, I can't believe that person would act like this. And now I'm like, that makes sense actually, because they're a seven. So their primary motivation is to have fun and avoid pain and, you know, or whatever it is. So that's really great. Thank you for sharing that with us. We did ask you to come with a quote today, something from the book that really resonated with you. Did you have something that you're willing to share? I do. This is kind of when I started, the pieces of the puzzle started fitting together that, oh yeah, I do do this. (laughs) So um, here's a little quote about an average two, which I I think I fell in at that time and I probably go back to it when I'm not paying attention, but it says average twos are unaware that there are unstated expectations and ulterior motives behind their helping behaviors. They see the acts of service they perform for us as generous and unselfish, not based on the unspoken assumption we will reciprocate. They don't wake up in the morning and say to themselves, gee, my friend Janet is swamped at work. And to earn her expressions of approval and affection and to ensure that she will be there for me when I need her, I'm going to leave her a casserole. Mm-hmm. It's not until the following week when the tables are turned and now overworked too is seething with resentment because neither Janet nor any of the other ingrates she's helped in the past brought her a casserole. And the two's true motives are revealed. When twos get healthy, however, they can recognize what's happening and can passionately say to themselves, oh no, I did it again. <laughs> uh-huh. I love it. That's so good. It really is, you know, I mean, I'm sure an insight for you that's helpful and also an insight for those of us who have twos in our lives to realize that, you know, my friends who are twos are some of my favorite people because they take great care of me, but they also are the most likely to get overlooked. Yes. And at that time in my life, I was dealing with teenagers and young adults yeah. and, and sick parents and like nobody I mean nobody was like yeah. playing with a full deck to help me at all yeah. <laughs> but I was kind of that I think that's why I was feeling angry um, it makes sense mm-hmm. so I mean that's kind of answering this next question but my next question is what made you pick this quote because I don't think I realized that I was expecting something back yeah a lot of times you know, as a mom and, you know, everybody just wants you to lay under a bus for them. <laughs> Twos are really good at that. <laughs> but I think I didn't realize that that's what I was feeling, this need to. And, and I was in a, like I said, once again, a time when my teenagers were growing up and leaving the house. So that's a time for a mom where you're like, oh, what's it going to be like when they come, when they leave? And I don't think I ever voiced, are they still going to love me? But as a two, that's part of what you're thinking. Sure. And as my relationship with my parents were changing as they were getting sick and my mom had dementia, there's that whole thing. So I think that all that was like the perfect storm for me to go. You know what? I think I do feel sometimes that I have to be helpful and a servant to be loved. I mean, I don't think I say that sentence out loud, but I started kind of looking at my own behavior because not only was I taking care of those things, but I was always the first to go. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll bring a meal. You know, I was always the first to do that. And that's kind of was like a revelation to me. 
Amazing. How has this book changed your life? Well, well, first of all, I think it has really helped me with boundaries. One of the things that they say in the book is, is this mine to carry? A two should say, is this mine to carry? Because I'm a two, I'm super empathetic. So the minute I hear about somebody at the kid's school that doesn't have a coat or some family that needs a meal or somebody at church, I immediately, my sympathetic mind wants to go help them. And I think one of the things that it helped me to say is, okay, is this my thing to carry? Because I think twos feel like everything is their thing to carry. (laughs) So it really helped me have boundaries. It helped me realize when I'm in two burnout and I just want to fling myself on my bed and not help another person that I've not respected my own boundaries. And I have to say that I, I use what I've learned almost all the time. It's what you said earlier. I live in a house with people of all different personalities. Yeah. And my third son, Evan, my first two went to college, grew, left the home, and we did that transition of them not being here anymore really well, I think, I hope. <laughs> they may not say that, but it was a learning curve. So I got to the third one and I thought, okay, I got this. But it was really hard. And I realized wow. he's an eight. The last thing eights wants is to need somebody. And the most thing twos wants is to be needed. And so, yeah. And so when I learned that, it changed. I mean, we had a good relationship, but it was just, we were button heads more than we ever, than I did with the other kids. And because he's an eight, (laughs) and um, he's the challenger. But it has changed my entire relationship with him. Like I can recognize now when I am talking to Evan, he's in college now. Okay, he's an eight. And I should have remembered that because he was the little kid that you couldn't say, you need to sit down. You have to say, guess what? You get to sit down. <laughs> you gave him a direct challenge. You you were going to lose. So I should have known that, but I don't know. It really helped me with that relationship. And I, and also I would say the boundaries that I've put for myself is that I, you know, that I'm, I'm a writer. I'm becoming a writer. I've always been one. Yes. I've always wanted to be a writer and I wouldn't let myself do it because I kept thinking, yeah, but everyone's going to need me. And, you know, I just never gave myself the time. And so in the last year, realizing that I, it's okay for me not to be, take care of everything. And I've, it's allowed me to sit down and give myself permission to pursue a writing career, which I've always wanted to do, but because of my, the two-ness in me wouldn't let me see the yeah. need that were in my life, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense to me. That's really wonderful to hear and so exciting. I love hearing how this book has made such a huge impact for you. If you are going to speak directly to our community right now, to anybody who's listening who might want to read this book, how would you pass it on to them? Imagine somebody standing right in front of you and you're like, you have to read this book because... (laughs) Because it really helps you understand yourself and anything that makes you become more of yourself is a good thing. And it helps you relate with the people that you love in your life. And I just think anytime you're on a a journey to know yourself better, it's a good thing. And it's so well-written. And so it's, like you said, it's approachable and easy to understand. And I guess I would have handed this book off to a lot of people who are in that transition with older kids. And you're not supposed to type other people, but (laughs) you kind of know. (laughs) So that's what I would say is help me become a healthier me. I love it. Perfect. Say the name of the book one more time for our audience, just so they can go grab it on Amazon or wherever they buy books if they're listening. It's The Road Back to You, an Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery. 
Thank you so much, Amy. Thanks for taking the time to do this with us today. I know people are going to love this book. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.